Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And I was like, why? What's he do? And he's like, your dad makes fake dicks and pussies for a living. Uh. And I was like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I fucking knew it. Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. Every episode, we sit down with comedians, sexperts, and other notable people to share the most fascinating stories about love and sexuality. And now we're coming at you twice a week on Mondays and Wednesdays. So tune in. Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And I'm Dave Mood Thrill Rankin. <laughs> that's right, you are. Dave, what? explain to the audience why that's your hot new middle this name. This is my hot new middle name because I used a sex toy for the very first time this boop, boop, boop. past few days, Congrats, hours, Dave. last night. Yeah, just, you know, I've been uh, been on this earth 37 years, guys, jerking for about 20 of those, maybe 25. Uh, you know, I'm a brick and mortar kind of guy, you know, <laughs> a hand and spit kind of man, blood, sweat and tears when I masturbate. <laughs> I'm just, you know, an old fashioned guy. No, if I think it doesn't d- give me carpal tunnel. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it. For real. I think it doesn't occur to most guys. To even use a tool right? to upgrade the operation. No way. Nope. Like, we, I got my hand, and no one knows me better than my hand. You, or so you thought. So dot, I dot, thought. Dot. Okay. So to give you guys a little bit of context, we had the Braverman brother sister duo, Chad and Erica, who we freaking love. They're we, amazing. We mm-hmm. fell in love with them during the interview. They are the chillest siblings to ever run a dildo company. Maybe also the only siblings to ever run a dildo company. Um, Yeah. And honestly, calling it a dildo company is really not doing it justice because they make all kinds of sex toys. A fuck factory. Yeah. They are a fuck factory. On one of their YouTube videos, there is a woman painting like hands that are going to fist someone plastic hands, but like painstakingly like, yeah, they're really craftsmen over there at the fuck factory. (sighs) Dave, tell us about your first experience with the mood thrill. Yeah. Well, they gave us a bunch of goodies. Yeah. They can. Yes. We got a bunch of goodies, um, which we'll get into for the listeners, but also for us, we got some, we took some home. I didn't really know what to take home, but I took home a stroker recommended by Chad, right? Chad Chad was like, Chad's all about pro, like making sure men have things that can give them pleasure, which he thinks is like a, a market that's been ignored. Yeah. And so Sophia and I took, which I don't, this is the one thing we haven't tested yet, but we each took the I vibe ring. I want wand. That's what we took for ourselves. Yes. But we took the uh, C ring that Chad recommended for couples that we still need mm, to that's test right. out. Not yet. We haven't tried the couple toys. Max or is out of town. What about the bondage hemp rope? Anyone yet? No? We haven't tried I've been that. alone. It's oh. hard to tie yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> Just your mom. Not that I haven't yeah. tried. <laughs> I might save it for my mom. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I guess men have, you know, if they're jerking, I guess it's like fleshlights. But I was like, I've never used one of those, you know. So, I've never used any assistance. And then I did use the... Um, Mood thrill. The mood thrill. And uh, it's wow. like a blue guy. It looks like, yeah. kind of like a beer koozie. Totally. Yes. It's a beer koozie for your dong. And it was, it was, it was great. I knew you better than your hand. It kind of was. Yeah. I, I used it once and, uh, and then I put it back in the box and I was like, all right. And I hit it and I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to use that again. <laughs> that, I don't even know where to put this. And then, and then the next day I was kind of like, where is that thing? <laughs> you were like, and hey, girl, day, what are you like, doing right now? I was like, yeah, hey, what, what are you doing? And uh, the stroker was like, I'm available for uh-huh. fucking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I've had it for like four days and I've used it like 44 times. And uh, <laughs> I am out of semen. 
flat out. You do out. look a little parched. <laughs> I am. I am a little done. dehydrated. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be here. I want to be home with my with my little baby. Uh, also, didn't you say there's like a suction thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's got like a yeah. It's it's you know because you lube it up and then it's kind of it's kind of has like a kind of makes like a a suc- suction kind of slurpy sound. Which, which you liked. I mean, yeah, I liked it. I think. <laughs> Except that it was kind of loud, you it know. It made like, you think that it was a real girl. That's yeah, why kinda, you liked it. Maybe, like, yeah, it has like some. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I was kind of at first. I was like, "Ooh, this is both kind of naughty." I kind of <laughs> like it, but also, like, <laughs> if someone like was like walking by my apartment door, they're probably like, "That guy's masturbating." It's you know, like what? a girlfriend, but like a single cell amoeba kind of girlfriend, <laughs> where it's just like this blue blob that yeah. gets you off every time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, you love it so much. You're like literally struggling with yourself right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Is it like a shame thing? I don't know. No, Men no, don't really it like be a shame when you thing. guys talk. When you guys ashamed. talk about it, I feel like I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use these toys. But, honestly, but for me, Dave, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just I'm a, a man. man. I'm just a man built like a rock. I didn't use anything until after I turned 30 and I felt like kind of old to oh, really? be starting you yeah. that long. Yeah. I was and trying to I, outsource the work right away. I was like, when can I get machines involved? No, I was just like, I had a steady string of boyfriends for until my mid twenties. I then, mean, so did I, but that doesn't mean anything. No, I know. It just didn't really occur to me. I don't know. But then one night I was very single and I drove to Hustler in the middle of the night in a panic. I'm not even kidding you guys. You must have been so I, horny. I was so How late horny. Are they open? I've never admitted this to anyone, but I masturbated in the CVS parking lot. Oh my God. This Yo. is the best Coco story ever. Wait, so you, so you. Why I is drove CBS parking to lot? Hustler and I got this vibrating dildo and I couldn't wait. I needed batteries. Oh, all right. <laughs> so you went to CVS to get the batteries and then you couldn't wait and to get I home. I realized that actually I did have batteries that were included and now I had two sets of batteries. Anyway. <laughs> wait, it's so funny because like women are generally like you, you've heard it before about women like walking at night in like some CVS parking lot and seeing some guy like in his car, like clearly masturbating. She was that she guy. She was that guy. <laughs> I was trying to do it in the car while I was driving for a second. And then I was like, this is dangerous. I don't want to die this way. Or maybe that was after CVS and I just kept going. I can't remember. It's all a blur, but CVS gets it was me a horny, really so. wild night. <laughs> that is hilarious. And then ever since then, you're and like, then I'm I got on, really on into masturbating, especially with that toy. And now I've expanded my horizons and I'm, I'm into it. I'm even like, you know, like Wade and I fuck, but also I used my eye wand just by my lonesome while he was watching Luke Cage. (laughs) So that, yeah. And what I loved about the eye wand, so it's like a Hitachi basically that warms. The end gets warm. Yeah, and I didn't think I needed that, but it turns out I totally love that. It's amazing. Sophia was right next to her. Watching Luke Cage. She was like, what happened next? <laughs> so it was masturbating alone, but together. Uh, yeah, we were both masturbating separately, but our spirits were united while we came. <laughs> it's a beautiful friendship. That's, that's what this podcast does. So she said, Erica said during the interview, like that it gets warm on the tip and I totally forgot. And then it happened while I was masturbating and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> And uh, we, so this is take two on this intro because we got champagne drunk the first time and kind of loved it up. But Can we have some champagne? <laughs> yeah, let me get it out. Okay. Mimosa. This is like the next morning when we're like, oh God. <laughs> no uh, regrets. No, we were saying. Oh, I remember we were saying. So uh, we tried the different settings, right? Because there's seven different pulse settings. Yes. And oh, no, this is what we were saying. We were saying we both go so hard. Like when I use sex toys and I'm fucking by myself, I am not like, oh, this is like, and knock it out. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Or like, yeah, we both, we both did this. Then I'm like, no, I'm just going to keep going until my body's like twitchy. And totally. Like, no, you can't. Yeah. And I feel like it only started happening to me once I hit 30, yes. right? Cause you like hit your sexual peak. You're horny all the time. Once you start masturbating, it's so hard to stop after you knock one out. You're like, well, I'm already here. I should probably go for five I or know. six. Even in the middle of the day, you'll just yes, be like, in the middle of the day, especially you're like, well, it's 2 PM. You're like, 
like I guess I could use probably this a, is like a me treat. at 16 years old it is it's exactly like that it feels like that yeah. I couldn't really relate exactly like I was like yeah we're all horny like yeah, yeah, duh, yeah. we're teenagers you know but I couldn't relate to exactly male level horniness it's like yeah, a persistent yeah. thing that won't go away until yeah. you like just really destroy your pussy because <laughs> what we were joking about and what's true about it is when you go that hard then you're like it feels like you're getting like your clitoris is just vibrating yeah. afterwards and it's just like bzz, and you're walking around and it's just like randomly frizzing out it's like bzz. now you know now you know what like the teenage boys with their oh sore my God. dicks yeah they jerk it's off horrible. three times a day and they're just like it's wonderful out. and it's terrible totally <laughs> So, Did we talk about being masturbation sisters? Oh, yes, yes. This was another gem that had to go the wayside because <laughs> we fucked it up. Anyway, Sophia and I have more in common about masturbating than literally like, anything, anything else in else. our friendship. <laughs> I mean, great writing partnership. Yes. Very compatible comedically, but also then it's just like masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. We don't share a lot Food, of music. outside of that. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was hilarious to find out that both of us went we masturbate do not think of other people we just think of ourselves psychos like mainly our bodies and how much other people people are gonna be turned turned on on by by us us. (laughs) you guys jerk off thinking about yourselves yeah and if we and how other people are just so excited that they get to they're like yeah let me put stuff inside you it's gonna be great and i'm like yeah it is for you (laughs) no for me too yeah but also it's like i don't picture people's faces ever it's just like body parts and only as they relate to my body that's right like you don't you don't go out on a hot date have a have a great interaction something sexy happening and then you go home and you think of that person no that i'm probably turned on yeah that's what the, gets me going yeah. for later yeah but when i'm but actually no masturbating of that person it's, no it's like body parts and yep. like mainly me just sexy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> mainly a hip bone like a boob you know that's like, you yeah that's, yeah, all, like, there's, that's, no one else. that's your body parts there's no <laughs> what about the the dick or the guy's face uh, or the it'll be like flat bodies but it's not really ever a whole person yeah it's not oh man and if it is it's like it's more like a feeling like lucky you yeah (laughs) yeah you get to to look at this but what's funny is when i was younger i used to have like we've had guests on that talk about being demisexual but i used to have these like extensive daydreams or that I, I would like think about them when I was going to sleep at night or whatever. I think that's what it's like to be like 13 to 16 or something, right? Yeah, but I would do it even younger and even older. It totally. was like kind of ridiculous where I like had fantasy boyfriends and stuff. <laughs> but like I would have like a whole world in my head. I had that about my life as an actor too. And I also had that like romantically, but I would have these, ex- but I, w- but also when I was playing m- with myself when I was little, that's not what I was thinking about. Not like I was thinking about how hot my adult body would be, but I wasn't thinking about my like. You're like, but if I had known, I would have. If it was, if I was to guess, I would say that Sophia, that you've since you were 13, had just been jerking off thinking about Joey from Friends. Oh, that's so funny. Ew, no, that's so not my type. Um, no, I feel like actually I masturbate always more when I think about women chandler oh Mm. yeah women like when i like scroll through instagram and i see some hot women i'm like i guess i can masturbate right now it's never like Mm. i'm looking at men topless and i'm like ooh, let me get inside myself i I just don't get turned on by that i think men turn me on not visually yes i'm turned on by all like when i saw brokeback mountain for the first time and saw like gay sex like that that i had never seen i was like oh shit this is also hot like, uh, yeah i also you know think gay I mean? sex is so, hot. like i can see a beautiful woman or like two guys getting it or whatever and like that turns me on but that's not what i'm I think thinking the about sexual act turns me on like sex stuff no matter who's doing it versus yeah. actually just being like Ooh, I saw a hot guy. I'm going to think about him later. That's all I do. Yeah. I think about, I like, well, yeah. Like I need to have that person, like a person, something and like an attainable person too. Like I can't just search at porn and be like, Oh, 
there's a woman I, I find attractive that works. Like I have to equate her to something in my life. So it feels attainable. That's crazy. Even That's your fantasies have to be real low My stakes. fantasies have to be low. Yeah. St- like they have to be realistic so that it gets me in the mood because I got, I'm 20 years removed from my sexual peak. I need like, it needs to be do like, you tell Hey, bring in stories about it. Like do it you has, create yes. little fantasies. It's a little quick fantasy. It's gotta be, you know, uh. Like so I'll, it's like I'll, a girl at 7-Eleven or something and you're like, oh, and totally. she was like, Dave, oh my God, you're so funny and cute. Are you doing anything you after handy? this nacho? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me, yeah. And then the nacho, yeah, nachos, cheese. Uh, yeah, like it has to be something. Whether I talk to them, uh, went on a date, something. And then I'll bring up porn and I'll purposely look for someone who kind of like resembles that person to give me that extra That's visual so much work so much work oh. so much work i just go Research. by like scenarios it's not that much work it takes it, doesn't take, it takes a couple of minutes it's not like so much work but like mentally you know, it seems very exhausting to me i, I don't have that. to like prep at all i'm just no, no, no prep i just it. like Put the eye wand on my pussy for yeah. like a fucking hour. And Who's doing I'm this gonna- to me? Me. <laughs> me. The best. <laughs> Who else would do this to me? Myself. Um. So. Oh, yeah. but wait. And also, the let's settings. talk about the settings. Yeah. yeah. So it has seven settings, which is like way more advanced than what I was working with before. It, I was like seven. Same. Yeah. Mine is was the kind that's really simple. Uh, cause I just was kind of. I have a lot of ones, but this, I was just, this one's like little and close or whatever. So it's like you twist it and the more you twist it, the more intense it is. Mm-hmm. And this is, was seven actual separate settings. And a bunch of them were the interval kind where they're like, bzz, bzz. yeah, they're like intermittent. Uh, yeah. And I turns out I loved that. So yeah. Uh, I like that after I've gotten my, after I've basically first setting, got, just gotten regular off buzz once. Yeah. Then I want I want that like the consistent buzz first, and then I love to fucking switch it up. I didn't know that about myself either. And also, can I say what's awesome about the eye wand? I got a sweet vibrations clitoral toy that I I really like too, but it is way louder. This is nice and fairly discreet for a a giant pink dick and it is so <laughs> silky to the touch yeah i loved holding it and i was like low-key like oh that other end is pretty silky and smooth like could i just like let's just stick that up there what are we doing we both had the impulse to is maybe that what put it's for? that in our vaginas no, no i don't think so it's just, it's a, just handle. a handle but it was really just too sexy looks like it go in there yeah i was like you're this handle is kind of what are you doing after this handle i feel like i if there was a sex toy based off of me called like the i dave it would just do the shaking <laughs> thing for like 20 seconds and then it would be like i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) want to get pizza (laughs) (laughs) i'll try to make you laugh now (laughs) um dave our friend stacy uh tweeted at you and she wanted to know what your pizza status is are you still in a relationship with pizza what's going on still broken up yeah i Um, told you you guys are off you guys are off again we're off yeah we're still off it's rough i did a show at a pizza place and i had to be the person to be like um do we have any like not pizza vegan cheese and they did and they got it because i think another comic also was is is unbearable is unbearable (laughs) (laughs) and it was a cauliflower crust vegan cheese pizza can you should not be allowed to call that pizza why was it not good no i mean hey compared to actual pizza no i hear the cauliflower crust is pretty good i think you gotta learn to love what's good that's what they tell you they try to tell you well it's the it's not only it's the vegan cheese is harder to replace the cauliflower crust actually was like that oh fine. yeah that part's good that, that part the vegan fine. cheese is bullshit the vegan cheese it's like uh the consistency like kind of sp- is gross not good was it easier on your system i've been i've been definitely feeling better nice digestively it's poop and cauliflower better. feeling awesome. it's worth it every yeah yeah way better so i feel like I'm, I'm i'm sticking with it um me and pizza like we'll come i'm i'm gonna come back to it at some point but right now i think about pizza every single day <laughs> i really do like pizza dude i was like that too and and then i mean i hadn't hadn't had it in months because of keto and then i had it because it was free at the party max took me too and i was like hold up a second and then i pounded like two slices it was john and Vinny's. it was really good oh, john, oh, john yeah, i'm gonna try Vinny's that place great yeah i feel like yeah i feel like i should treat pizza like a drug like don't buy it but if someone offers it to you for free it's like well oh yeah you can do it once in a while yeah but you shouldn't probably do it every day I mean, I was doing it. Don't do the 
the amount that you're used to doing if you do that same amount now that you've been <laughs> without it it's just gonna kill you no really like i'm i feel like i feel like pizza's been that this consistent thing in my life where it's like sometimes i like don't go out and i'll just be like well it's just me alone time to order that pizza and i just like kill a pizza so that's probably how i got here but um i don't know i feel like you know women have come and gone but pizza's been my rider diarrhea oh my god okay well on that note um so wait also though since we've all talked about how different we are when we jerk off how about you guys tweet at us and post and let us know who your master hashtag masturbation twins with me and courtney or dave yeah i'd like to i know. would love to know how it who breaks puts down. in the research or who just thinks of themselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, you what? Can do both. No, you yeah. can you can think of others, or do you think of yourself, or yeah, are you thinking of someone? Are you visualizing? How elaborate using- is your? Do you story? watch porn? What kind of yeah. porn do you watch? We were also saying I watch porn mostly just with Max. I watch some porn by myself, but I don't watch it while I'm jerking off. I watch it maybe for a little bit. Same here, but I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. That's distracting. I agree. Okay, so. We sort of introduce Erica and Chad, the dopest the siblings, siblings to run the fuck factory <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they run Doc Johnson, which is uh, the largest U.S. or the largest sex toy manufacturer in the world, actually, yes. which is that's like a, a huge oh, wow. company to run. Yeah, that's an amazing accomplishment. Um, and they brought a shit ton of booty with them that we are going to share with you. They literally brought boxes of sex toys. And this week... These giveaways are insane, you guys. Yeah. No, we're just... I'm keeping all the mood thrills, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Dave. You can have them. Nobody wants them after you. I love that you put that... I do that, too, sometimes. I put it back in the box. Like, why? Why? I should throw that fucking box away. I'm going to... That's part of my life now. I never (laughs) keep the box. I'm like, bye. You're my son now. (laughs) No, that's creepy. Um, I sold mine on Craigslist. Used. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> He's fucking joking. How could he be without the mood thrill? He's no. thinking about it right now. So this it's replaced week, pizza. Um, if you're surprised why you're listening to like why this popped up on Monday, it is because we are now a Monday Wednesday show. Woo-hoo! Right? That's Twice pretty a exciting. Week. Yeah, we have amazing guests. We already have uh, several of the the guests that are coming up in the can. And we can already tell you that these interviews are so good that we wanted to double up and bring them to you even faster. So check with us Wednesday, as you have been, and again on Monday. And in honor of starting our new twice a week cycle, schedule, whatever, we are giving away two ripples start the contest check our instagram uh reality bites pod bites with a y um we're going to be running a contest for the i ripple and then on wednesday we're going to run it we have two of those to give away on wednesday we're going to run another contest for the i rock and we have two of those to give away and that's just i know that's like a very morning radio show dj the i rock (laughs) gotta check it out um these are so nice they're so nice they're basically uh, cousins of what sophie and i used the i want ours is actually i think more simple yeah the others have like a tip that backends back and forward in a come hither motion, separate motors. Um, they're just, yeah, the others are more advanced even than the ones we got. They look amazing. So we're so excited to share these with you and we have even more stuff. So keep your eyes on our IG in the coming weeks. Um, and we talk about it a little bit in the interview, but we're so excited that this is actually happening, but we're doing a factory tour of Doc Johnson. It's on the calendar. We may or may not get pussy molds. They offered to get to yeah, make molds of it. our privates. If you think I'm not taking you up on that, yeah, you're crazy. You, narcissist, you know you want a oh, pussy mold. Oh, I definitely mold. do. Yeah. So we're doing that. So if you're <laughs> if you don't aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, definitely subscribe. Uh, YouTube.com slash reality bites and you're gonna, it's gonna see, be like Willy Wonka. But it's gonna for be adults. amazing. Yeah. And they're gonna put us to work. 
I'm like, so excited. We're going to pour some silicone. I'm, I'm I've excited. I've never been more excited to do free labor. <laughs> Me either. So without further ado, we have Erica and Chad Braverman. You guys are going to love them. You guys, in 1976, Ron Braverman founded Doc Johnson, a Los Angeles-based manufacturer of pleasure products and the largest sex toy company in the world. And today, we're joined by his kids, Chad and Erica Braverman, who work to keep the family business a global success. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, they're keeping everybody coming over here. Literally, what did we just put in our mouths? This is the Buzz Liquid Vibrator. It's one of my favorite products. It takes a full two minutes to kick in usually, it's but it's happening for me like right away. Today. Yeah. It, it is for the clit. But if you want to get a sense of how it feels, we have people put it on the inside of their lower lip. I just did that. I'm on my tongue. It. This is cool for me because I feel like I'm like with guys that took like mushrooms and stuff. And I'm like, I, I didn't I do it. And like you guys I'm are all like, girl. you guys are all like, it's setting in. Like I feel it's it. Kicking. Like it's happening for me right now. And I'm oh. over here like, I don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my mouth clit is like definitely vibrating. Yeah. Are you I, feeling it? Yeah. I have a lot of saliva going on. Yeah. That's well, a you whole, just went like yeah. straight through the tube i want ham you know what i'm saying i want to know what's going on i feel like this would be great to give somebody head with i've i feel like like a woman on woman situation you know what i'm saying how great would that be it would be great could happen just your mouth and your genitals are like all vibrating my husband understands that for the name of in the name of research and this podcast i'm gonna have to go down on some ladies <laughs> i'm not gonna waste this good product you know what i'm saying sure i heard it's good on the nipples I'm sure but it'll be okay. whoa nipples hey um okay my favorite thing that i discovered uh when i was researching you guys is that like you didn't realize <laughs> what was going on when you were kids like you were Right? Just like kept in the dark. Yeah. What was about the, the family business? About you the mean? family business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was a, it's a little bit of a different time, you know, like I grew up, I was born in 82. So like mid eighties, late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties, like no internet, no information at your fingertips. Not really, you know, if your parents lied to you, like you just believed that, mm-hmm. you know, like there was no way to find anything else out except like overhearing stuff or, you know, however you would find stuff out. So yeah, I mean, he. I, mean, I don't know how much he told you, but Nothing. like he, he totally lied to me and and, and to. Um, the story changed a little bit, but it was mostly like health and beauty aids, you know, and uh, somewhat a little bit like medical devices. It was like very basic. Like I'm a manufacturer, you know, and that's kind of like as a kid, like it's boring. Not a lot of follow up questions to that. Um, that was smart. He and it's just also like say. true in a way. You know what I in mean? In a way. I mean, yeah. it used to be called marital aids. So like, I think like that's where he like got that whole concept from. Uh, and it was mainly to protect me, you know, mm-hmm. like not to have me ostracized by like other parents and like in the school and like make sure that like kids would like hang out with me and that type of thing because he didn't want people thinking like he was like some big porn mm-hmm. guy and like it was like, you know, Caligula at his house. And, what like, town was this? Where'd you come? Uh, I was grew up here. I grew up in LA. Okay. Yeah. So, but even still, I mean, you know, it wasn't as mainstream as it is today. I think it wasn't like as cool of like a conversation topic. And so it was easier to just tell people like, this is what I do. It's just the difference for him was like, all my friends were like, their dads were like doctors or dentists or like lawyers or like mm-hmm. real estate agents, whatever. And like, my dad was like, I import export. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, my dad's in the mob. Like, 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 what do you, I don't know what that means. Like I'm 11 or like eight and like, I don't know what importing means, you know, but like, he was like, I'm a business and I'm like, that's a, that for some reason it didn't sound right. But like, I kind of like, you knew there was a hint of bullshit to whatever was going on, but not, well, a lot of people are inputting his his products. I felt (laughs) like he, uh, I felt like his story changed a little bit here and there, Mm -hmm. you know, also I would overhear conversations that led me to believe something different. And as I got older and started to understand more about sex and stuff like that, like I didn't know people would use sex toys. Mm -hmm. I understood more about sex and that people were having it. that Like it was a thing that people enjoyed. And when I started to hear things that related back to sex in general, I brought it back to one time that I actually toured the factory when I was very young. 
Oh. And that was a time that I don't think he should have taken me around everywhere because I was at that age where I was old enough to know that I was seeing like penises. <laughs> and stuff but it's like, like a perverted Willy Wonka know. tour yeah it's like yeah the penis is a Willy Wonka factory <laughs> but like I knew that I had a penis but I didn't know why my dad would have a lot of them around that like were like not real you know like no clue what that would mean so like I always knew that that stuck with me but I never talked to him about it so then as I started hearing more and more stuff I was like oh you know what my dad had a lot of penises around at his office like he might be doing something well to me it was all porn right i knew porn at least at this point so it was like okay something's going Mm -hmm. on that's sex related porn oh related you know and then as i got to be about like 12 or something like it all clicked and did you ask the full answer no i didn't ask i had a um at the time that this happened, um, our parents were not married, uh, and I had a, a stepbrother who was older than me. That's right. And he heard me telling a friend the bullshit import-export story, and he was like, that's not what your dad does. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, why? What's he do? And he's like, your dad makes fake dicks and pussies for a living. Uh-oh. And I was like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. And then my friend was there and he was like, what? And like our heads exploded. We're 12 year old boys like penis. And then like he told everybody at school the next day. And and kids were mean. No, kids no? were fine. They were cool. Yeah. I mean, like, like, I think I was super lucky. Over? Like I was, I went to a really small school here in LA and I had sort of already like had my group of friends. Where'd and you go? Buckley. Buckley. Yeah. What's that? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to play that game. I'm you like, want to play Jewish geography with me? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I know you all tell the people. We're the same year. You tell yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Milken, so oh, I'm sure, sure. we have the same kids. The real Jews. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up. <laughs> we were the we were, judgment. We were the fake Jews. Milken's oh. the real Jews. I mean, Shalhevitz the real Jews. I know everyone. We're you right know. in the middle. <laughs> what year were you? Uh, same year as you. 2000? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We know That's people. That's what I'm saying. All yeah, right. we know the same people. Oh, my God. You guys got to catch up on this. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. So, yeah. So, I think I, like, I already, like, had my friends. And, like, honestly, I can say that, like, there was not a lot of judgment. Maybe there was a lot of stuff talked behind my back and all that sort of stuff. But in terms of, like, affecting me on a day-to-day, like, not at all. And that was good because it really set me up to be, like, I'm just going to tell people what we do. And then, like, I'm not really going to worry anymore at this point. Oh, that's great. And how about you? How did you find out? So they, it's funny, his story did change a lot, but he always told me he had a toy company. And so when I was growing up, that really wasn't a great story because I was always yeah. like, what the hell, dad? Like, where are my toys? Like, why don't you ever bring them home? He's like, oh, like, I can't. <laughs> so I don't know why he changed his story. Like, from he was like, it would be frowned upon if was, I brought them home yeah, for you. And I was just always, like, really feeling, like, Scrooged. But, um... Yeah, when I was 13, we pulled up to pick him up from work, uh, and it said Doc Johnson's sex toys. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It all makes sense. You know, like, the wheels were turning. Everything was clicking. Yeah, see, that was a weird logo, because he, like, he, he, he did a logo back then that had sex toys, like, in the logo, like, the word. Oh, it was it. double whammy, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of like, oh, well, now I know what you do, but... I was pissed. I was really pissed at first, but, like Chad said, it didn't really affect me either. So, okay, how did you guys talk about sex? I'm curious, like if the household was as sex positive as the comp and open as the company. Yeah. For me, it was. Yeah. I mean, we grew up, I mean, we honestly grew up differently. The truth of the matter is, and what's our age difference? I'm 30. So six years difference. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't live with, with my dad growing up, uh, but, my mom and my dad in general, like it, I felt like it was very positive in terms of everything in general, sex positive. But it was almost like once I think they knew we knew, then it was almost like, well, they've just known forever. And so like it was never really that there was these conversations. It's almost like I say my dad's house in general was like the least crazy of all of my friends' parents' houses. Mm. Like I had a friend who's parents were like into like erotic photography and like artwork like there's none of that like in my, you know there was like nothing going on like at ron's house that was like abnormal in any way and i just feel like the conversations are just 
everything's just way more open because of like what we do and like it's just mm -hmm. never been something that's been like shied away from or like weird in any way i almost feel like we grew up in a bubble but like the opposite of like how most people are sheltered from sex like we kind of don't understand that people would have an issue talking about sex because it was so open would you well, also we grew up in la so True. i mean that's just also it's like a double you know like but you were saying like <clears throat> the culture has shifted i mean from like this there was like things got a little crazy with the sex industry in the 70s and then there was like backlash in the 80s and then in the 90s it seemed like that opened up like have you felt the the culture become more accept and then now we have like all kinds of sex positive stuff i feel like in the media sure like do you n notice that it's night and day i really? mean people were arrested in the 70s um i think into the 80s for for selling sex toys it was really kind of like the wild wild west and now it's first of all you can't get arrested for that that's one perfect example but yeah. like in the media, you see, like, Sex in the City was the turning point, Chad always says. Uh, uh, hmm. You know, four women sitting around talking about vibrators in a way that wasn't, like, shameful or, like, mm -hmm. a joke. I was literally just thinking that. I was like, yeah, the 90s is the first time that you would hear, like, the jokes and sitcoms, too. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, a shameful thing. It was like, oh, yeah, why yeah. wouldn't a woman? And uh, yeah. don't you remember, like, also, like, multiple orgasms were, like, this was the first time that was being talked like about as a thing? Yeah. yeah, so it was like, oh, multiple orgasms. That's, oh, of course women want to get off with vibrators. Well, I think it was also kind of, like, in a weird way, the first time that, like, women's pleasure was being discussed and that yeah. women were discussing it mm -hmm. and owning it for themselves and like why i say sex in the city is because i feel like before then like it was almost like it was being talked about but it was almost the brunt of the joke like yeah they might talk about a butt plug or a dildo or something like that but it was like being used as a punchline. so like in one way it was like yeah it's become more mainstream but where sex in the city like it wasn't a joke it was like I use a vibrator and like, this is the one I use. And this is like what gives me multiple orgasms. And then the other women in the, in the group were like, where do we get it? You know, like where do we buy this vibrator? And that was like, it wasn't as like a punchline. It was like, this is what I use for pleasure. And it mm -hmm. was like very much owned. And then from there, I mean, that particular product, um, which is something that we were manufacturing at the time, like that just sold, hmm. you know, you couldn't keep it in stock. And then, I think again, yeah, that was like the turning point for like our industry being accepted really mainstream and then just being now all the time you see it in, you know, TV and, and movies and all that sort of stuff. And it's not just as a punchline, it's like as an actual you, like additive to your life. Have you ever said have you seen that? So you you saw that correlation between them mentioning it in the show to a spike in sales. Have you oh, yeah. seen that with other things? Like we can be like Fifty dish, Shades. Fifty Shades. Yeah, Fifty Shades was the biggest probably since then. I mean there's no, probably something I'm not thinking of, but um, I mean, we've had the pocket rocket discussed a lot in different forms of media, but nothing like how the rabbit was discussed on Sex in the City. Um, and then Fifty Shades would I be can like see the 50 biggest Shades. one. Like that was a phenomenon because that wasn't a product. I mean, it's like you could say that Sex was Sex in the City was bigger because it wasn't just the rabbit that probably saw the increase in sales. Mm -hmm. It was like the industry in general and vibrators. And really, since that episode aired. Um, the birth of the internet and women becoming like the largest force in buying these products, whereas before it was like almost primarily men. Huh. So you're talking about huge cultural shifts that happened from that one episode. And then the next phenomenon like that would be Fifty Shades because, again, it wasn't a product. It was a genre and it was a, a category that was probably still a little bit more like in the shadows, the, the sort of BDSM fetish that one Cat hits home worried. for me because my mom who came out when i was 14 was with a woman for 17 years read that book at like 60 something years old and was like what is this world yeah and then like swear to god like was like i didn't know this world existed and then was like i'm gonna call my son and then yeah well and it's weird that i know this about my mom like yeah, well. we're, we're pretty open but yeah she goes on to alt.com starts like meeting dudes and like she, she gets really at like yeah she's meeting like 70 year old guys and stuff like way late in the game because she was like i didn't know this world existed and now yeah. my eyes have been opened so like That's the amazing. thing that I love with Fifty Shades is like we've been producing and so have a lot of other companies been producing Benoit balls for like thirty years. Like the those are the ball gag thing. No, no, they're like no. Uh, wait. Yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, Jump I right in, Milken. No big deal. Oh <laughs> I mean, the little ball? No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I was just excited. I owned a product that you were talking about. Like the little ball thing? Do you know why you own them? Like, did you own them from like, like, did you see them? In the, did you read about them in the book? No. Or you knew about, okay. But I don't remember how. So they've just been around forever. They're like a product that stopped selling to, to a large degree. I mean, it was really a niche item. And like we, we used to sell, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred a year. But it was one of those items that we just never kind of discontinued. And then the book came out and he used Benoit balls. Like he had her wear them. And like not only did we sell out, but like every company in our industry that made Benoit balls at the time and had them available in their catalog Sold out of Benoit balls. There was like a world shortage of Benoit balls. Oh, that's crazy. Are these the balls that go in the yeah, the yeah. like weighted balls for like God. Kegel and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know tightening and, and all that sort of stuff. But and and also you can derive pleasure out of them by squeezing and using them the, uh, certain ways. And and the idea is to wear them and whatnot. But like it's an item that again, it's just like one of those funny things where it was like nobody was using them until this book, and then it was like everybody had to have a Benoit ball. And I just find that so like it's like it really puts like a number on like who was reading this and the power that it had for people. Yeah. Um, and then also what we see in the category now. I mean, you know, we work with we brought this one of these products here for Kink.com, which is like the largest um, BDSM fetish online content provider in the world, and like we do a line with them as a partnership um, all around this category of products, which really opened up for this industry because of that. So you definitely see now that you're having more women buyers, like a difference in what definitely. they're buying. And in higher end products too, women are willing to invest in a better made vibrator that will last longer, better materials, you know, whereas before, I don't even know if they really had those options because I think the industry was largely founded by men, um, especially at the beginning. And also sex toys were kind of in the dark. So women didn't mm-hmm. necessarily want to spend the $150 that, you know, would be traced back to a vibrator. Whereas now it's much more empowering. It's much more open. So especially in the luxury category, I think it's really exploded for women. Yeah, and the stores are nicer, you know, and it's like a lot of the stores back then were making their money still off of the booths mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't really welcoming. It wasn't the- really welcoming environments for women or for couples and whatnot. So primarily the buyers were men. Um, so it'd be like dudes coming in for pocket pussies and like dudes coming in for pocket pussies or dudes coming in to buy product for their for their for their partners for women. It's like, you know, it's like why like in like the eighties and like the early nineties, like the number one selling size for dildos was like eight inches and above, and now it's six inches. Uh, it's like you can see the shift between what men think women want. Is that true that it's six inches now? Yeah, it's like I mean, it's the like a regular. It's like a, the average size of a penis. Yeah, it's way more average than it is like the guys who are like, oh my girl wants a big dick. Like, I'll go and buy like the nine incher, you know, and like. But so. is this just taking account into account heterosexual? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's over. I mean, I look at our sales, right? So it's not, it's, 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 it's everything. So like, yeah, it's, it's, it's beyond heterosexual. So everybody but. wants smaller dicks. Well, say smaller, I mean, cause again, I don't consider them to be smaller, but they are cause like, you know, the ones that we make are like, I would consider them to be like good size, but they're more average. Like what we sell is always our sales numbers are higher for the more average stuff than for the bigger stuff. And we sell a lot of bigger stuff. I mean, the that numbers sense, that are associated though, to the bigger stuff are very large numbers and they would probably surprise some people, but they're not in, comp- they're not close in comparison to our more average size stuff. I get that. I told you just made Dave's day. <laughs> <laughs> biggest, biggest dildo you have. What Jewish men around the world. <laughs> <laughs> What's the largest sized dildo you can buy? I mean, realistic or just like the largest, just the largest period. I mean, How it's the great American challenge. <laughs> uh, it's like when they make those pizzas on no, those huge conveyor the, belts. The I want to say it's realistic like, one that you sell. Or yeah. Answer 13. both. Yeah. It's like 13 inches. Um, it's probably just as wide as it is long. It's oh just my a, god! It's Whoa. just a, It's like the size of my arm. We yeah. also have an arm, but that's also like legitimately molded. <laughs> you have an arm, it's like yeah, literally molded off of something. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A full um, and then the largest, like non-realistic, would be the Great American Challenge, and that thing's like I think it's like eighteen inches. 
and it's it's just very 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 girthy it's crazy oh my god jeez so what what do you my lips are still buzzing i know my lips are totally (laughs) buzzing it's off to lie how do you know when you need to add something new to your arsenal yeah that's a good question we have so much product now you know over like the last 40 plus years like you know we take a look at like the brands that we've developed we take a look at i mean no pun intended but like the holes in the market and there still are some (laughs) yes (laughs) chad it's a good one uh and there and there still are some right um also what is doc johnson not doing you know like so for like i mentioned kink like we weren't really in the bdsm category like it's just something that we hadn't excelled at it's something that we sort of year after year after year we're not developing mm-hmm. um and it kind of got to a point where sometimes you wait so long that if you don't have the right vehicle to develop it with it doesn't really work especially with the amount of products in the market today and the market's definitely like it's very oversaturated right now you know um so you have to look for like unique opportunities and and so like kink.com became a unique opportunity for us where it was like okay overnight we can be in the bdsm fetish Mm -hmm. market because kink is so powerful in this market and they do what they do really well and they're really well respected and then on the uh, you know the product side we do what we do really well and we're really well respected so if you marry the two of us together we're going to come out with a line that's great yeah dope and automatically accepted by a a very large customer base you know so like there's so many different ways that we can like you know develop new product um it could also just be like you know have we really focused on this category for a while you know like we do some things really well like we are a manufacturer you know i mean i think that's the number one thing to know about Doc Johnson, uh, if you don't know about us, is that we make over 70% of our product here in Los Angeles in the United States. We have a manufacturing facility in North Hollywood, um, over 250,000 square feet of manufacturing facility, making like over 20,000 products a day. But it's not always the size of the manufacturing facility. (laughs) But we also have a lot of motion in our ocean. So, you know, it's both. But, you know, so like we we do have a competitive advantage in certain fields. You know, we're we're very heavy. We make a lot of dildos and butt plugs and the strokers that you talked about. And so sometimes we have to sort of like look at what we do really well and make sure that we're focusing there. And then at the same time, make sure that we're not sort of getting away from any other the other categories. And so like that could be like, okay, we really need to develop a line of higher end vibrators or we need to develop, you know, some more couples toys. and because we're sort of like a one-stop shop, we can kind of move and, 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 and go into different categories and make product in different categories. So it's just kind of always assessing like, where is Doc Johnson right now in the market? Where, what have we been developing for the past, let's say, you know, year or so, mm-hmm. and kind of where do we want to move in the next couple of quarters and like for the next setting up the next couple of years. Right. And so it's just always kind of just looking at that, evaluating it. And, and then we have a great R&D team, we have great product development team and we have a great sales and marketing team and everyone and everyone really collaborates to make sure like, you know, is this the right move for us as a company? Because, you know, you have to know who you are, you know, but you also have to be able to sort of shift that and and, and reinvent yourself along the way or you don't last 43 years. Yeah. One of my favorite questions that I've ever gotten is like, do you guys really make new things? I mean, how many different ways can you reinvent the butt plug or the dildo? And I'm like, no, we really are making new things. Like, look at this vibrating automatic nipple sucker set. <laughs> that's n- oh wow, that's- nipple sucker set. Yeah. What's the triple texture mood? So that's a stroker for men. It's for stroking, and the triple texture is on the inside. It's got three different textures: one on top, one in the middle, one at the bottom. So you can switch it up. Oh my god, amazing! Do you guys get do you get feedback from your customers? Are they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so now we obviously, you know, our people can reach us so many different ways, and obviously online is number one. So we do get a lot of feedback. Um, We also get a lot of feedback through uh, retailers that we work with online who write reviews for products Mm -hmm. and things like that. So there's a lot of ways to track sort of like the reviews and the analytics that come with the products. Um, A lot of ways for people to reach us. Um, And, you know, we take into consideration everything. At the end of the day, um, you know, we work in an interesting 
category of product. Like we're, we're not looking to necessarily know that a product functions for every single individual perfectly because mm-hmm. like we call it like a sexual fingerprint, you know, like you two can be super really good friends and like do everything together. But like what gets you off can be completely different. I don't different. have any vaginal balls. So. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so we kind of look more for the functionality of the item. And when we, when we work with people who test our products and you know, like the, so the good network that we have of people that do that, like how did it function? Was it user friendly? Um, you know, describe the vibration or describe sort of the sensation, maybe the internal texture. Did you feel it? You know, those type of things. It wasn't like, it's not so much more like, did it make you come? You know, cause like that could just like, we've had a lot of people who have used the product and said, look, I really like the product. I understood how to use it at blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, it wasn't the product that I would use, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah, sex is we're so looking individual. more for that type of stuff when we're looking for reviews or for feedback than we are looking for like, I bought this joker and <laughs> came real hard. Like, I didn't like it. Or like, yeah. You're not gonna like the letter Dave's gonna send <laughs> you after this. Came real hard. Thanks. <laughs> Do you have it in pink? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's just different things that we're looking for when we like look at the feedback for our products. Can I ask uh, what you would name as like a big success that you guys can think of that you personally are like, you know what? I put my sexual fingerprint on Doc Johnson's. In this way, my blood <laughs> like successes that we've had that we really like, like that we really With thought the would company, be a success. Yeah, where you're like, fuck yeah, like I'm so happy that this worked out, or this was this product opened like a whole category for us, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we do different things at the company. Like, so I I handle a lot of the development and like the creative side of it. So for me, there's a lot of products that I could that I could list. Give me like one. Uh, I mean, you know, this item right here, I would say, is that's one, one that's of my just favorites. like sitting, the Optimale rechargeable vibrating so I'll, C-ring. I'll this one. Tell us about um, that. Say it again. So it's the Optimale rechargeable vibrating C-ring. So, I mean, this is an item that I worked on. I mean, this is a brand that I developed in general. So it was one of those like holes that I felt was really lacking in the market. We've talked a lot about how women sort of like came up and started, you know, to purchase more product. But what I really felt happened in the last like ten years is all this product was being developed, but it was really being developed solely for women or Mm -hmm. solely for couples. Mm -hmm. And what got lost in the whole mix like 10 years later was product for men that was not strokers and was not for gay men. And you have a whole like category of guys now that are like, you know, they've been called metrosexuals. There's a, a lot of names from whatever that like care about their appearance care about what they would dress like, care about what they use in their hair or their beard and all this sort of stuff. But they weren't, there was no product being developed for men at all that were just like men. I don't care if you're gay, straight, whatever you are, but you want to be better in the bedroom. You're okay and comfortable with your sexuality. You're okay using sex toys with your partner, male or female. Um, and so like there'd been no brands at all, no products developed for that person. And so like we developed Optimale and it was like a whole line directed at like men's sexual health and wellness. Uh, in the beginning, the line was kind of like before, during, and after. So it was like product that would help you like prep for being with someone, product for inside the bedroom, like during sexual activity, also training product, uh, and then after care as well. What's like a training product? Uh, like we have an endurance stroker. It's like a, you know, that's just one that comes to mind. So it's like help. We put a whole booklet in there about edging uh-huh. uh, and like teaching men how to edge properly and like why it can help and what it can do for you. And so like, you know, the idea is like, you know, it's a little bit more textured and feels a little bit better than your hand or something like that, let's say. So like you can use this product to edge properly. You can read the instruction manual, like understand it a little bit more. And like the idea would be that, you know, you could hold off longer or if you really do have, uh, you know, premature ejaculation issues, this would help, you know, you with that. So there's like real stuff behind it to like make sure that like someone's going to feel a little bit better or more confident in bed, which is really what it's all about. Um, and then cer- certain things like this winning an award in Cosmopolitan, like that's, you know, so might, cool. that's dope. You know, it's, it's actually really cool for our industry because um, it's again, mainstream, right? So it's like a, you know, a big magazines, huge circulation still that people really do trust. So they read about this product and then, you know, you put the sticker on there and, Erica and you know and what she does which is all of our PR and like heading all of that and it's such a monster and it's such a monster job that she does like is getting that information now disseminated out 
to our customers and out to our people and our retailers get really excited and our customers get really excited. And then you see the sales of this product, like just jump. And like, so a product that was doing really well, all of a sudden becomes like a top five item for us in the company. Yeah. Erica, I read that you won, uh, the 2017 Marketing Executive of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. Get it, girl. Thank you. That's yeah, that a, was really cool. That's that so amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So what would you say is your like proudest success with the company? And also, I want to know, girl to girl, f- favorite product. Ooh, for sure. Love it. Um, my favorite product right now, because it always changes, is the iWand. And I think we have one in there, if you don't mind. But it's from our iVibe Select line. It's like a Hitachi style wand, but Ooh. it heats up to a body safe temp. Nice. Rechargeable. We've been hearing about that Hitachi style. Yeah, it's a good I one. I actually love the shape of it more. Yeah. Can I say that? Amazing. And the Buzz Liquid Vibrator is another one of my favorites. Also, just because of the packaging. I mean, Chad kills it with the packaging. You should have seen it in the 70s. Like, it was like 70s to like not even just modern looking products but just next yeah, level it looks really fun like you want to use and it and that's the lip stuff that we put yeah. on at the beginning well it's the clip stuff we put on our <laughs> oh, lips oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> still buzzing still buzzing i and proudest accomplishment really just really just trying to you know get our products out there in the mainstream magazines like spreading the good vibes making sure people know about the good stuff that we're making i think that's really really cool that people are talking about it now so just every time we've gotten in like Cosmo or Refinery or Glamour or something like that, BuzzFeed, it's just a really proud moment for all of us at Doc. What is it like for you guys to to talk so openly like in your <laughs> boardroom meetings and stuff like, I don't know, this this one didn't make me come like I, <laughs> like I wanted to or like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, you know, I think we just have like a super open environment, you know, I mean, everyone knows where we were, you know, I mean, it's like the people that are, it's probably those, old hat at this point, huh? Yeah, like, well, it's funny because we have a real company, like we have an accounting department, we have a production right. department and there's certain people at the company that they're not in those meetings, you know? And so like, yeah, they might be wallflowers and they like that, they might be very uncomfortable in that environment if they were in that environment. But the people that are in that room, they're in product development, they're in marketing, they're in sales, like they know what they're doing they're fully on board they're fully signed in for it and they're and they're just i think they're just way more open and and comfortable in that environment and so having those conversations you know i mean for a long time i was you know running product development and uh so i would run the product development meetings and you know you have your r d people in there you have your other product development people in there and every once in a while you'll have sales and maybe some other people in there and it's just you know it's 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 old hat you know, mm-hmm. it's the only way to describe it is like there is no pause or hesitation at all about describing a butt plug or something that one of us might have used. You say butt plug tested. like 80 times in a row. You're just like, OK, yeah, it just gets to it's it's it really gets to be about like. You know, what's your position of the company? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? And at the end of the day, like we all buy into, you know, making Doc Johnson the best that it can be. And and to do that, you have to sit down at that table like you are running a business and you're talking about product the way you're talking about any other product if you were anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we make it the best? Ours just happens to be like sexual in nature. We get it, Chad. You know you're a fucking I mean? professional, like, okay? We get it. You're a fucking, <laughs> fucking professional. Buckley. Yeah. Um, He's a Buckley grad, you guys. Represent. Settle down. Yeah, so. What's Wait, your- I have a question. I have a question. Okay. My question is, what is a sexual myth you would like to bust for people that you come across a lot working That's in the field? Um, what's that thing, squirting, that people say squirting isn't real? Squirting is real. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, the conversation is: is it, is it pee or not? It's not pee. Yeah. See, okay. Chad, That's do you one disagree? <laughs> he doesn't buy it. It's Chad doesn't buy half it. bust. Half bust. Yeah. One's like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, you made my jobs job as Snopes very difficult. I know. <laughs> Thanks, John. Um, no, no, I, I don't disagree. I don't. I don't disagree. Myth busted. I'll yeah. tell you one thing. My mom is going to be super down with the bind and tie initiation kit. Five piece hemp rope. If I know your mom, she doesn't need an initiation. Oh (laughs) my God. My mom is, I'm going to, this is a Christmas gift for my mom this year. I'm going to get her the, uh, 
The hemp rope. It comes with a scissors. It's got scissors. It's got a bag. And it comes with free content on kink.com where you can learn how to tie different types of rope and like all the crazy shit. So it's not just like the simple like around the like bedpost. Yeah, my mom's the one that does uh, gets tied up. She's told me she's the submissive. She's told me this is yeah, weird. This is amazing. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're, we're gonna get you a full catalog, and she's gonna pick out whatever she wants, and we're gonna make sure she gets it. Yeah, my yeah. my mom will be pumped. She's gonna be so Merry Christmas happy. or happy Merry Hanukkah. Christmas. She's not gonna be pussy pumped though. Pussy pump, another product from Doc Johnson's. I'm serious. It's called a pussy pump. She's gonna be automatic, vibrating, rechargeable. <laughs> Chad, you didn't tell us. Is is that your favorite yes. product as well? Is the Optimal? Uh, yeah, I would probably say this is my favorite product because um, it's the most fun for me personally to use. Yeah, you know, it's it it, it it's very good for like both people. I don't know if I've u- I use toys by myself, but I don't really use them with what? my partner. I know I'm gonna. I'm sorry. Why is Sophia looking at me like this? just feel betrayed by you? <laughs> no, like, I have like a couple is times. Your partner male or female? Uh, male. Uh, well, this one's a yeah, good one. And this one's good. Ooh, I can't wait to. This one's really good, I think, for guys because um, it's it's not aggressive at all. Like a lot of cock rings, like you know, realistically, they're supposed to go like under your balls and like over your shaft, and like it's a little bit more for like intensifying orgasms mm-hmm. and delaying orgasms and increasing blood uh, flow and stuff like that. And this one is really more like to wear like just like on on your shaft and like really to make sure that it's delivering like good pleasure to like the female partner um and it's designed in a way that keeps um like Like the vibrations on the clitoris longer during like penetration because a lot of the cock rings go like sideways so like as soon as you like pull out during penetration like it, it loses contact so like this one's designed to keep more contact for longer periods of time and like also, those two little balls at the end vibrate for his testicles. Oh. So it's Wait, good for guys. Wait, you're going to be so happy tonight. <laughs> it's good for guys because it's like at the right amount of vibration without being too intense. And uh, also, it's not like for guys that maybe haven't used C-rings before, like the number one thing I get back from guys is like, oh, I thought my dick was going to pop because like, you know. They that's what I, I mean, I've never used one, but that's the. They get a little concerned. Visual I have. How to that pull it off sound. right. And things like that. So, like, this one's, like, very simple to use. It's, like, and it delivers the right amount of pleasure to the guy, where I think it delivers really good pleasure to the female. Cosmo called it their best couple's toy. I actually forgot about that one when I was talking about my favorite. It's really a special product. Yeah. I think that's my favorite. You guys. I don't use as many products as Erica does. (laughs) I do. It's probably true. I don't think. (laughs) Trying to think what else. I like a gadget, Erica. I'm with you. Yeah. I like me a gadget. It's it's fine. You guys, this has been amazing. Thank you yeah, so much. Oh, awesome. Where can, so we're excited. So yeah. where can people, so people should log w- online. W- <laughs> <laughs> so DocJohnson.com. Doc Are you guys on yeah. personally Twitter or anything like that? Yes, but our I'm Instagram is at DocJohnsonUSA. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter is. See, that's why she does PR. Twitter at the original doc. So follow us. We do a ton of fun giveaways all the time. And you can see like new products that are coming up and like new people that we've signed and like are going to mold. And, Ooh, like, can I get signed? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my mom. not molding any more average penises. Oh. <laughs> That's not true. Really? Uh, also, yeah, he says they're booming. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Dave. I have a, I have, I, I'm right there with the average. I, huh? I want to sign. I want to be a signed what but seriously, mean? if one of you ever really does want to get like molded and like do like an on the field podcast type thing, like you can actually <gasps> get totally molded at our facility and okay. like we'll do it for you and like we can make you like a one off or whatever. Or if you just want like the cast. I think we'll be coming to Doc Johnson like, to do a video. You can <laughs> do mold like all of it. <laughs> Part two. We mold males Whoa. and females. You can, it can be super private. There only needs to be really one person there. So, like, no, I mean, need or can you invite friends? <laughs> you yeah. can have as many people as you want, and you can be super private if you also. I feel, feel like, like I feel like I, I. I mean, I'm not. I'm not looking to show you guys my penis, but like, if I would show you my penis mold, I, I would like show you. Different. I would show you. A pussy mold? I don't yeah. know. Um, 
also Chad and Erica brought goodies with them, which we are so stoked about. So we are the same week that this episode is out. You better hop onto the social media and our account, Reality Bites Pod. Uh, bites with a Y and we are going to do fun giveaways all week. It's going to be amazing. So check it out. Thank Woo. you guys. Thanks, Thank guys. you so Thank much. You. I hope you guys like the latest episode of Reality Bites. If you liked what you heard, you better smash those five stars. And if you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a free sex goodie from Doc Johnson. <sighs> OMG. So send those screenshots or questions or love letters to realitybitespod at gmail.com. That's Bites with a Y. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.